Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary.org, Hardcore 2.0, Episode 16 coming your way. This one we're going to talk about how to get six-pack abs with Parapharma. So this is going to be a really fun one. We're going to talk about some strategies to get abs. We're going to talk about the steroids that you want to get and Parapharma, the brand. We're going to discuss the ones that they have uh, for sale. Really, really good brand. So why Parapharma? You know, let me, let me talk about this for a minute. And I'll bring Mobster in, but we're talking 12 years they've been in this in this business uh, as of this podcast. So at least 12 years. They've got 45 products. They got 30 different APIs. They have lab testing on their products that are within some of these tests are within a few months. Some of them are within the past year. So they're uh, they they test their products. They keep them modern. You know when you order from them that you're getting what you order, and that's very, very important. So much respect to Parapharma uh, for being so open about their testing and and providing these quality products. So if you order Primo, you know you're getting Primo. If you order Anavar, you know you're getting Anavar. When it comes to ads, let's say you are trying to cut down. We're going to talk about Primo and Anavar definitely in this podcast. Those are great steroids for building abs, for helping you see those abs. But let's say instead of Primo and, and Anavar, you get sent D-Bowl and DECA or D-Bowl and testosterone or ment or anything like that. That's going to cause a lot of water retention. You will literally not only ruin your cycle, but you'll not only ruin your physique, because you're not going to see your abs because of all the water retention, but you could potentially end up with gynecomastia due to that error from the source that you're using from the brand you're using. So this is pretty serious stuff here. And we want to make sure that we're getting what we order. Um, and it's not right to give someone gyno who's trying to get a good physique, trying to look good for the beach. And now he gets to walk on the beach on his vacation with bitch tits walking down the beach, and no abs because he ordered what he thought was Anavar and Primo but ended up with something completely different. And this happens a lot over the years. Um, you could see people say, oh, my God, Anavar gave me gynecomastia. I mean, it's just like, or Primo gave me water retention. Well, you didn't really use what you thought you used. So that's that's the big dilemma there. So, yeah, so, I mean, Mobster – Come on in. What tell us about parapharma and why um, they're so loved out there? I, I we I, you research as you know, Steve, uh, because I wasn't familiar with parapharma, but as you say, research, and even if you go way back and do a search on the forums, guys, you can see that parapharma has been around there. Steve says over a decade. I believe it's at 12, 13 years now. So that's number one. It's been. It's people were talking about it on on evolutionary six, seven years ago, and, and in between, it, it was one of people's top choices you know what was your top four what was your top 10 and parapharma was on that list i've come late to this particular party steve but i've caught up real quick 
So what else? I've looked at their products. I like the designs. I like the layouts. I like the holograms. I like the super professional looking labeling just on the sachets for the orals. And then, as Steve said, the, the number one thing that caught my eye more than anything else. Now, Steve, I've mentioned this on previous uh, podcasts when we've been talking about other sources. What do I like? Right? I, I say if, if a source needs to be around a long last time, as Steve said, we've, we've got familiarity with certain steroids that we've used as part of our own cycles. We like to know how we feel. So you go for reviews. You go for customer feedback. And the customer feedback's great. There are multiple photographs. There are multiple uh, thumbs up. There's plenty of comments that's on the forum, on the uh, authorized sellers that they use. But my number one thing that stands out for me, and I said a proper company, whether they're a distribution company, but specifically the manufacturing company like Parapharma, is I love to see lab tests and I love to see certificates of analysis. And that, those, those are kind of the same thing. So we did a show, uh, which we recorded yesterday, and the, the standout, guys, I like honesty in the industry. And I can think of another company where they're slightly under, underdosed, but they're letting you see these certificates. They're showing you the lab test, and it's like 98, 99% on point. Some of Parapharma stuff was overdosed, Steve. Some of it, a little tiny bit, 102, 103%. One that stood out in my mind, and I'm, I'm, it's not actually one that we're going to talk about today, but their um, sustenon 350 was closer to 380 milligrams total, guys. I think it might have even been 390. I'd have to go back and have a look. So, guys, you ain't just getting what you pay for. You're getting something for nothing. And another thing that I liked as well, and again, this is just checking with one of their authorized sellers, is the product price is on point as well, Steve. And the one that stands out in my mind again was I was looking at a test yesterday, guys. Uh, if you wanted to do TRT, you'd need half a mil a week. And, and I, I worked it out. That was about four bucks a week. So prices are on point. Products are on point. Super professional. They've been around a long last time. The feedback's amazing. And they have those certificates analysis. Like Steve said, I don't want to look at something that's a, a year old or two years old. I don't want to see something that the company done when they first started selling products. I want to see up-to-date stuff. And, and we were talking about two or three months past, Dave. So I, I suspect that in the future, they'll have some new ones again. And I want to see that on a regular basis. And Parapharma have got you covered. These are the sort of things. Don't take my word for it, guys. Go and check this stuff for yourself. Because this is exactly the sort of thing that you want when you're looking for a source, a recommended source, when someone's reviewing it for you, says, I've tried this product. These are the things that you should be looking for if you look for it on your own for yourself. So there you go, Steve. Yeah, 100%. What about, so let's talk about why. Why do we like six-pack abs? Because that's what we're talking about today. Using Parapharma, what is it about abs that is such a big deal? I've touched on this. You've touched on this in the past. I want to talk about it again. Right. Take the human body, man, woman, stand them up. The classic is the X frame, Steve. And the center of the X, the center of the body, which where your eyes drawn, most people go face first. That's just a human thing. You make eye contact. You look at the face. You want to see if they're angry, they're upset, they're happy, whatever. The other thing, if you're looking at the physique, the body as a whole, is you look at the shoulder width, and then your eyes should be with the X drawn to the center of the body. That's a sexual thing, but it's also a health thing. So great abs look good. That's number one. There are some amazing bodybuilders out there with just kind of flat stomachs. They can do the vacuum. They can do the whole whatever, but they don't have the six-pack. But if you've got the six-pack, it's even better. It's like... Why, why do 
comic book superheroes. They've all got six packs. They've all got four packs. They've got amazing abs. They have a slim waist. Slim waist is great because it broadens the shoulder, but it also means you're carrying not much body fat, which is another health thing. And this is a sexual thing, but it's also a nature thing. Steve and I sometimes talk about in the pre-shows, and we've touched on it occasionally in the shows as well, when we talk about human nature and primitive man. And you wasn't running around a Serengeti with your belly hanging out unless you literally just eaten. So it, the being slim was a sign of health. And in men especially, women wanted to see that six-pack. They wanted to see that you're healthy because it meant you could protect them. So that's the primitive, that's the primeval stuff, Steve. Now, why do we want it in modern times? And I'll let Steve touch on this. Because of the beach. What's it about the beach and that six-pack that you think in modern times is a big deal, Steve? Well, I think, I think, I think respect. Um, because if you're 20 years old and you have a six-pack, that's pretty good. You know, I think, but if you're 40 or 50 or older and you ha still have a six pack, that to me shows me that you are very specific about what you put in your body and you also take the time to work your abs, which is not a very comfortable muscle to work. I mean, the abs, you know, you're, you're doing abs and you're going to failure. When you're doing sit-ups, for example, and it's just like it feels like you're getting choked to death and that pain around your stomach. Nobody likes stomach pain. We grow up as kids. Whenever we have stomach pain, it either meant we're going to throw up because we ate something we shouldn't have eaten or B, it means we're hungry and we're craving food, you know, because our parents got us hooked on junk food as children, you know, cereal and ice cream and cookies and cake and all this crap. You know, whenever a kid has a birthday party, it's always junk food that gets served to them or they take them to get fast food, you know, some a, a burger and fries at a fast food joint. So those two things we hated growing up and we whine to our parents, mommy, you know, my stomach hurts or mommy, I'm hungry. I want food. Go take me to get McDonald's, take me to get Chinese food. So nobody wants to feel that, you know? So it is very uncomfortable to work our abs. But at the end of the day, ab workouts are important because that's how you really harden up those abs and that's how you make them bigger. And at the same time, you gotta be able to see those abs. So you gotta be thin. Nobody wants to sacrifice and prep their own food and take the time to do that and go grocery shopping. It's so much easier just to pick up the phone and have food delivered, order a pizza. You know, it's Friday night. I just got done from work. I'm too lazy to cook. I'm too lazy to go to the supermarket. I'm too lazy to open up the fridge and make some chicken and rice and broccoli. No, I just rather pick up the phone and order a pizza and have it delivered to the board 30 minutes later. And now I got something to eat or order Chinese food. So to me, I respect People who have abs, especially if you're older than 30, 35, you know, because this doesn't, it's not as easy to keep abs at that age. And, you know, this isn't the podcast where we're going to argue as to why, but one of the reasons is time. Once you get that age, you've got a full blown career. You've got family, you've got parents to take care of, you got children to take care of. You've got a spouse to take care of. Time becomes an issue. And it doesn't, it's, it's a lot easier just to be lazy when it comes to what we're putting in our body. 
And so I got a lot of respect for people who go and, and treat their bodies with respect and put things in their body they should. So that's, to me, the number one thing that I look for when it comes to someone who has. Now, as far as women who see guys going down the beach with six packs, I think that if you pulled women, mobster, they would say, if you pulled 100 women, I would say at least 90, 95% of them would say, I would rather fuck a guy with a six pack than a guy with a gut. All right. But, you know, some women like fat men. I don't know. Um, it just depends. Some some women are into that. Some guys are into bigger women. You know, they sing big women are sexy, more to love. You know, I, I like bigger women, too. Uh, I like all women. If you're beautiful, you're beautiful to me. So it just depends. But at the end of the day, if you want someone who's going to be in great shape, that be, that big, beautiful woman, when I invite her over and she stops to get food and she brings over you know, fast food and it stinks up my whole house, then I'm going to get very, very angry and irritated because I don't allow junk food in my house. You see? So that's where, that's where the respect thing comes in for me, mom. So it's a respect thing. And if you've got abs, you're going to get more action, whether you're into the opposite sex or same sex, whatever, you're going to get more action because people are attracted to that more. People are going to respect you more. If you have a six pack, that's the bottom line. So abs are extremely important in society, I think. I think Steve's right. I mean, listen, guys, we do what we like to do versus doing what we should do. And that comes to diet, that comes to work, and it especially comes to stuff in the gym, right? And I've touched on this in other shows. Uh, and not to knock the guys that are coming into the sport because I want young guys to come in and kick ass and take names and become successful later on. But it is super common. I don't care what gym you go to in the world, Steve. It is super common to see young guys hitting the chest and hitting the biceps. They're not hitting back. They're not hitting triceps. And only sometimes are they hitting abs. Uh, you know, if you come in at five o'clock in a gym in this country, in America, whatever, and the abs are, the abs aren't on the list. It's biceps and it's chest that are number one and number two. What's funny, it's kind of strange as well. It's one of those, if you're naturally skinny, you're popping the abs. But being lean and muscular, it's hard work. It is hard work. So like Steve said, especially as he says again in the older gentleman, it is a sign that you're putting the work in and that you take your shit seriously. And that's just in the culture. But in, in, in the thing that Steve said again, it's one of those weird situations. Psychologists would love this shit, right? When they talk about modern society and whatever, right? The dad bod, you know, don't worry about this, don't worry about that. It's an excuse to eat crap. It's to have stuff delivered, like Steve said. Truth is always what it's going to be. And you can literally measure the physical response. Even if the person denies it, it will be stuff like that little bit of bead of sweat on the forehead, the dilation of the, the, the pupils, all that kind of stuff. It, if it wasn't, Steve, you'd see fat motherfuckers, male or female, advertising Y-France on billboards. And it, it almost, if they do that, it's more satirical. It's always, always, always going to be some skinny guy with those little love handle things with the V going into the groin, and it's going to be, at the very least, a lean look and a six-pack vibe going on. Let's talk about, now, the kind of steroids that we think you should take. So we're going to have 
multiple choices between the two of us. But I'll preface this by starting saying, literally, guys, we've done cutting shows why we choose certain drugs over other drugs. All steroids have, and this is the thing, Steve, you're either androgenic or anabolic. And for the most part, when we're talking about strength, muscular, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, we're talking about anabolic. But we have what we call wet steroids versus dry steroids. And so for when it comes to abs, we, we prefer the ones that don't have too much water retention, don't cause too much of those kind of issues. So it's a kind of, it's an overall thing when we talk about a dry steroid or a cutting steroid. No steroid works without you putting the work with the diet and with, with the training. And we will touch on that in, in a little while. But there will always be certain steroids which are preferred. My first choice, and it's a big favorite for me, so I'll touch on it straight away, is going to be, as an oral, would be Anavar. And again, it's just as an oral. There are injectables. There are other choices. Anavar for why? Right. Every single time I've used Anavar, I very rarely put on more than five pounds on cycle. You've got to remember, guys, I haven't trained for a six-pack, and I'm not looking to be super lean. But for those of you that are putting the work in, are doing the diet, Anavar will not put on loads of water. The, the gains that you have will be dry gains. So this is the way that we look. Right. What about doses, Steve? Dead easy. Seriously, seriously, dead easy. 50, mal 50 milligrams or less. 50 milligrams per day seems to be and has always been for 95% of our listeners the sweet spot. That is especially true, Steve, if I was talking about power and strength training. I'd actually go with less if I was looking to get into shape and I was looking to bring and pop my abs out and I was looking to get leaner. I would obviously up my cardio and I would be super tight on my diet. I would probably go down to 30 milligrams a day for Anavar, Steve. What would you think on Anavar before we think about anything else? Well, I think if you're a man, uh, because of Anavar being quote unquote weak, you definitely want to run it a little higher um, than if you're going to run it solo. But if you're going to be stacking it, then you can start think about dropping the dose lower. So example, if you were running Anavar with Trend, you could definitely get away with a lower dose. Even 20 milligrams would be better than nothing. 30 milligrams would be ample. 40 milligrams would be really, really strong. But if you're running it solo, you want to hit maybe 50 or 60 milligrams a day of Anavar in that case. But Anavar is a great one because Anavar, it's got a little bit of a it's got a little bit of a fat loss property to it. Um, and there's some things in the way it's structured that can actually boost fat loss, especially around the belly. And we've seen people, both men and women, run Anavar and end up really cutting around their, uh, around their stomachs that excess body fat. So, But it's so important with Anavar, though, to get legitimate Anavar. I've used Anavar maybe four times. And I would say half the time I've used it, it's been fake mm. or underdosed. So it's really important to use legitimate Anavar. So this is where Parapharma comes in because it's an excellent, excellent brand. And you know that you're going to get real Anavar with it. So don't just go in and buy Anavar off uh, off some, some dude at your gym or something because there's a good chance it's going to be fake. You want to definitely make sure you get good quality Anavar here for sure. Right, cycling, Steve, I'm going to say eight weeks. Although, again, getting in shape, the longer the better, guys. Quick quick word of advice on one of those mobster rant-type things, Steve. 
is I've seen this multiple times, and this applies to all the cycle of steroid advice and the training and the abdominal exercise and the stuff in the kitchen that we're going to talk about today, guys. The more time you have to get in shape, the better. So the least amount of time, in my opinion, would be eight weeks. And I would actually prefer, again, with Anavar, I would keep it to eight weeks. Some of the injectables, some of the other steroids, you could run a little bit longer and it'd be no problem. And like Steve, especially so if you're stacking. But I have seen way too many times, it's one of those mobster rants, where people come to the gym, and I'm talking about the local commercial gym, and they'll say, oh, I've got the, I've got a holiday coming up in six weeks. I've got a holiday coming up in four weeks. Motherfuckers, you should have been fucking getting in shape in January. You should have started in, in the late winter, early spring to get in shape for your summer holidays. Unless this thing has been won in a competition or someone sprung a surprise on you, the longer you have to get in, the better the shape of the land. Do not leave it to the last minute. So, yeah, Anavar, again, we would tweak the doses for women never more than 10, typically 5 to 10 milligrams a day. Uh, so women can use this particular one. And again, I would be looking, because it's an oral, and there are arguments about running orals for more than four weeks. We have that conversation multiple times. I've never had any issues. I'm not stacking it with anything else, Steve. So eight weeks. Uh, and again, other drugs that we're going to talk about a little bit longer. Eight weeks for orals. I try not to run more than that, again, just because of the stress and the strain on my body. And yeah, uh, something else that Steve and I have touched upon in previous shows when we talked about suppliers and uh, approved sources and that kind of thing, Steve, was like, we know, I know how I respond. I know how well I respond to NFR. So that's why it's a favorite of mine. And Parapharma, it would be that sort of situation again, Steve. It's going to be good to go. I'm going to know how I feel. I know how effective it is for me. And again, if I put the work in, if I, if I put the cardio in, I'm golden on this one. What would be your choice for the next, next steroid? From Parapharma. All right, so let's, let's this dive, you know, let's let's kind of move on to another mild steroid, and that's going to be uh, Primabol. And I talked about with Anavar, same thing. Primabol is heavily faked. I've used Primabol. I've spent twelve hundred dollars on a Primabol cycle before, and the stuff was fake or underdosed, even though it was a well-known brand worldwide. Because what ends up happening is they just copy the labels and they sell you what you think is that brand. But then I think, yeah, it was a as bear. And uh, the bear, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to just copy the same labels and slap it on a vial and say, yeah, this is bear primo. Well, it ended up being fake. And there's a lot of fake, even name brands out there. So you want to make sure, again, that you're going to Parapharma themselves and you're ordering the Parapharma so you know that you're getting the legitimate product or you're going to a reliable source that sells parapharma and that's that's the key so look for a source come on the forums and see the sources that we have that are approved and vetted and those are the ones you should be buying parapharma from you don't buy parapharma from some random dude you buy it from a legitimate source and that's the key and that's the mistake i made so with primo parapharma has legitimate primo that you know is going to be good to go and their primo is They've got two different options on the Primo. So that's the cool thing about it. So they have a Primo 100 and they have a Primo 200. Now, if you want to save a little money, you obviously want to go with the Primo 200 because you can get more bang for your buck that way. Uh, so it'd be 200 milligrams per milliliter. The Primo 100 is 100 milligrams per milliliter. But some guys like to do the 100 and just pin it daily. Back in the 70s, the Arnold, the golden age, they used the Primo 100. There wasn't Primo 200 in those days. 
So they would get the Primo 200 and they would just pin that shit every day. So they'd get 700 milligrams a week. And that's what they would use. And that they loved it because it does not aromatize into estrogen. It gives them that nice lean look. And that was what they were craving back in the 70s. If you watch old sitcoms of the 70s, I was just watching Three's Company. I don't know if you know what that show is, Mobster. I don't know if you guys have that in Britain. That was a show back in the late 70s, early 80s, I think. And um, everybody in the, in the show was thin. There was no obese people. So, I mean, you know, we we become, you know, victims of our own success since the 70s of where you can eat what we want when we when we want to. And that's a big reason why most Americans, mobster, are overweight and have obesity. And we're going to get into that diet later. But with oh, yeah. Primo, the key with Primo is get lean first. Get as lean as you can. Then you can hop on the Primo. Because Primo is a good one for shaping your muscles. I'll give you an example. I was dating a girl and I was on Primo. I ran it for like 12 weeks. And I asked her, I was like, well, honestly, what do you think? Because I spent a lot of money on this Primo cycle. Primo is not a cheap steroid. I asked her, what do you think about my physique? She said, you don't look bigger, but you look more cut. And bingo, that's what we want. And that's why Primo is a really good option for building uh, for getting those those crazy good abs uh, for, for the summer. I want to jump in now with another oral. Oh, sorry, Greg, you, just a quick word, question for you, Steve, because you didn't say, how long would you cycle the Primo for? Well, in my case, I did it for 12 weeks. I think that's a good sweet spot, 12 weeks. Anytime you run a steroid longer than 12 weeks, you're getting into more of a suppression risk. But a lot of people do like to run Primo longer than that but you just want to make sure that's going to be harder to recover from to take longer to recover from any anabolic steroid cycle so i would go at least 10 weeks but 12 weeks is is ideal with primo don't go less than 10 weeks you're wasting your time with it so i'll jump back in now with uh, a tyranobol and uh, parapharma does a tyranobol 20 and why tyranobol right I mentioned this was a buddy at the gym today, and we've actually said this on previous shows, Steve. Vastly underrated by the majority of customers, and yet hugely rated by gurus or people that do the research. If you go on multiple steroid forums and you've got your well-known expert, and I can actually name certain particular names that are known in the industry, Steve, everybody that has done their research, put their time in, has any kind of decent experience and knowledge on the subject, Tyranobol is highly regarded for some particular reason, probably because you don't blow, like, I love certain particular drugs. Why? Because I know the response I'm going to get on them. Tyranobol is one of those things where people go, oh, I don't immediately get strong or don't immediately get this. In fact, ironically, super regarded by experts. Now, Tyranobol was actually created by the East Germans specifically for certain particular reasons. This is one of those quick history lessons, guys, 70s and 80s, specifically late mid to late 70s, certain East German slash Russian uh, communist, whatever you like, block athletes were coming in and they were huge. You had uh, problems with masculinization for the women. The guys were massive. They'd gone away, come back two, two years later, they put on 20, 30 pounds. And so the uh, international Olympic people went absolutely crazy then and the drug tests. They were even doing sexual tests. What do I mean by that, guys? They were making sure that the women were actually women. It was a huge thing, front page of the newspapers and all that kind of stuff. So the, the, the communist bloc, but specifically the East Germans, right then, 
let's put the states to use and created a steroid where you didn't blow up and you didn't have this massive, you didn't come in 20, 30 pounds heavier. You, you had low issues with regards to the side effects. And yet what was especially true for the athletic side, and I'm thinking of the, the shot put, discus, the javelin, et cetera, is they had a great drug for an increase, moderate increase, because you've got to remember these are sort of high in athletes with great training on point, being, being coached by the state with the best coaches that country can provide increase in power. Now, why is it a great drug for uh, an ab? Because you want to pop in those abs, getting dry, because again, you didn't put on loads of sides. Like Anavasti, three, four pounds of proper functional muscle that with that increase in power, with that piece of athletic ability on the stadium, on the field of play, and very little water issues. You didn't bloat. You didn't blow up. You didn't have gynecomastia. This was a so, and again, is that actually created by the Stasi? And I believe, I think you and I have done a show on this before, where there was an actual Stasi name in the official documents. So, Serenabol, Steve. Now, for me, uh, 20 to 40 milligrams per day. And you're looking again, because it's a normal, we keep it relatively short. Injectables, we run a little bit longer, always because of methylization, issues with the first pass through delivery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera eight weeks again so again this is one of those ones because it's dry because it's super functional you're actually going to see an increase if that's your thing in your athletic ability but here because it is a dry drug because it's a lean muscle tissue drug and I, it's not one of those ones that comes with that slightly elevated uh, business with your metabolism so again you will have to put the work in remember guys Think about how those athletes used to train. Think about how, for example, when they were actually training for the Olympics, the last six to 12 weeks, they'd go to training camps. So the food would be on point, the rehab, the recovery, as well as the training was on point. And again, this is a state was creating these drugs for their athletes in order to win. So think about that again, guys. When the drug's been created by the government and been given to you so you can win, it's probably going to be just about as effective as it's possible to be. That They wanted those gold the medals, Steve. They wanted to kick ass. So that makes it actually, in its way, for us in this situation, an ideal drug. You're not going to get massive muscles on this, but you are going to feel better. Your athletic ability is going to increase. And again, a lean drug, not a watery drug. What about you for Toranabal, Steve? Oh, I love Tyrannibal. Uh, the, the reason Tyrannibal works really good for cutting is because you can do so much while you're on it when it comes to athleticism. So cardio is fair game on it. It yeah. doesn't give you crazy, crazy pumps where it hurts your cardio. It doesn't mess with your hydration where you got to drink all the time when you're on it and you feel dehydrated all the time. It doesn't cause insomnia where you can't wake up in the morning and go do cardio because you didn't sleep good last night. It doesn't give you like, it doesn't mess with your heart very, you know, at all. Um, it's just a little liver toxic. So it's a great steroid. So I like to do with T-Bowl, I like to do a lot of high intensity cardio when I'm on T-Bowl and you're able to when you're on it. It's one of the few steroids out there that you can actually take that won't mess with your cardio and, and be a net negative. So I love T-Bowl in that situation and Equipoise with it 
is a really good one too. Now I know you're a big fan of Equipoise. Why don't you uh, start talking about Equipoise? But Tebow, I would go with Tebow if you're just if you're looking to do high intensity cardio like I do on it. Lots of swimming, lots of bicycling, lots of high intensity cardio, lots of sprinting stuff like that, going up and down hills and all that stuff. Then 20, 30 milligrams a day is all you need. That's it. You can run it solo. That's all you need. It's not going to do much when it comes to muscle building. It's not going to add tons of muscle to your frame. But it's going to give you more vascularity, more hardness, and it's going to definitely allow you to really, really increase your cardio and lose a lot of body fat. So it's great for building a strong abs because you're able to cut on it so easily. Yeah, I think Steve makes a great point when he talks about the athletic side. And I know I touched on the map, but the, the, Steve's emphasized the point that I didn't talk about. And that is that it's not going to impact your ability to perform athletically, which means moving around, which means cardio. In this situation for us with our six pack abs, it means we can do cardio. I mean, a great example, and I love the drug, and I've already mentioned it already, Steve. But Anavar pumps are horrendous. I would hate to do cardio, proper cardio, on 50 milligrams a day. I tried, I've even tried to demonstrate that stuff for a person that we were working with in the gym, and the pump was horrendous. Walk into town, I've talked about this before, walk into town, the shin pumps were killing me. I think I walked a mile, mile and a quarter, Steve. I had to stop three, four times to rub my shins. The pain was unreal. So this is where Toronobile would be great because they literally design it for athletes. And athletes run around. Athletes need to get fit. And you're doing this stuff because you're doing your cardio. You're getting your daily steps in while you die at some point, precisely so you can get those abs apart. What EQ, Steve? Right. So hands up, guys. Never used it. But highly regarded when it comes to getting in shape. It's the reason why you'll see it in competitive cycles. It's the reason why it's at the end of a competitive cycle rather than the beginning. It's that kind of vibe, Steve. Dosaging, 300 milligrams. I mean, I've seen numbers of 500 milligrams. I'm always going to be a guy that's going to go a little lower in. And again, 300 milligrams, if I was stacking it with something else, I'm going to have other choices momentarily. Really, in my opinion, no need to run it high. Uh, EQ side effects, they're not that bad. I mean, other ones that we could talk about, Steve, for example, Winstrow, we, we touched on momentarily. Uh, there are potential issues with side effects, whether it's hairline or dry joints. EQ doesn't seem to have that. So for me, injectables, and we've got another couple, I actually prefer this. And if, if I was going to do an injectable to get in a shape, my choice would actually be, of the ones that we're going to talk about today, would probably be Equipoise over anything else or, or EQ for Parapharma. Uh, and again, low dosage. What about length of time on cycle? This, again, as I said earlier on, guys, my preference for an oral would be shorter, eight weeks, sometimes a little bit less, especially if I've already done the work and I'm kind of half in shape already. With EQ, a little bit longer. And again, I would actually prefer a longer run-up to get into shape, to get in my six-packs. I want to have a certain lower percentage of body fat when I start the cycle. So I would probably run this closer to the 10, 12-week mark, Steve, and again, I'll tell you what I would actually do, and this is a personal choice for me specifically, I would run it because I've never run it before. I'd run it solo. I would run it into 300 milligrams, and I would run it slightly less. I would go for that 10-week mark just for my first time out. And I would do this. And this applies to all steroids that I've never used before. And I think the same thing will apply to Steve. If we've never used something before, we want to see – I would prefer to run a drug solo just to see how I respond just to see how I feel on it, just to see if there's any particular issues. There are other drugs, for example, and Steve and I actually talked about this in a pre-show 
where buddies of mine were absolutely raving over something which is testosterone in amphate, and I got nothing from it. Whereas there's other drugs that I think are absolutely amazing because they've done exactly what I wanted them to do. Because I haven't used EQ, Steve, from Parapharma, I would want to run it on its own at a low dose and for a slightly shorter period of time, that might be optimal. I actually think 12 weeks would probably be best for most people, and especially experienced users. I'm not a great fan of running any steroid for 16 weeks, although I have done this in the past. Uh, what would you choose? What would your choices be for dosaging and cycle length, Steve, on EQ before we talk about anything else? EQ, kind of like T-Bowl, same thing. Um, Mobster is talking about pumps. On Anavar, you're running a mile on Anavar, and, and once you you don't even get to a mile on your lower back, pumps are nasty. So EQ is beautiful if you like to do cardio because just like T-Bowl, it doesn't give you those side effects. It doesn't mess with your heart. It, it boosts red blood cell count, just like all these anabolic steroids, but it doesn't give you the water retention, doesn't give you the pumps, doesn't give you the, the heart heartbeat increase that that puts a, a damper on your cardio, like some of these other steroids that we're going to talk about. Okay, like a trend, for example, or a superdrol, which are really, really nasty on your on your heart health. So that's going to affect your your performance. So yeah. EQ is one that you can go do cardio on if you are a cardio person or if you like to do high-intensity training in the gym. When you really like to push the failure, go lightweight, go high rep. So it's really, really good. And it's really, really good for fat loss because of that reason. So fasted cardio, some of these steroids, you cannot fast on them. So you wake up in the morning, like on trend, for example, you wake up in the morning and you don't throw a bunch of food and water at your body and you go work out, you'll get dizzy. You'll get very lightheaded. You'll get a lot of problems with insomnia. You'll get very shaky on trend. Because it's a sponge. It's very, very androgenic and anabolic. It's very insulin resistant in the body. So you're going to need to suck up a lot of nutrients. Those of you who use these steroids know exactly what I'm talking about. And the harsher steroids, you're going to need to do that. But with EQ, you don't need to do that. You can go wake up in the morning, drink some water, go for a, a run around your neighborhood, fasted. And you're not going to get shaky. You're not going to have side effects. You're not going to uh, sweat your balls off and be dehydrated. And you're not going to get heat exhaustion like you would on trend. I mean, trend, you can't even go to the beach on trend during the summer. You go out and sit in the beach for 30 minutes in the hot sun. You're going to get heat exhaustion so fast on trend because it, it basically prevents it. So you can't be active on trend. Trend is more of a gym bro effect if you want to use trend for weight loss. But with EQ, you can live an active lifestyle and still not suffer when you're using alcohol. So that's why I love it. A dose is from 300 milligrams up to 600 milligrams. And some guys even go up to 800 milligrams. But I don't see any reason to go past 600, especially if you're stacking it. And it's a great one. And I love it. I love it for that reason. So uh, definitely, definitely, equipoise, if you've never tried it before and you're into high performance, athleticism, being active, and you want to take that approach to building your abs and not the approach of being just a gym bro, then EQ is, is should definitely be on your radar. Let me jump in with one more, Steve, and I will preface this. We're talking about Masteron. Now, guys, make sure you're kind of in shape already. I don't 
I put this crudely, Steve, and you might offend one or two of our listeners. Don't be a fat motherfucker and use Mastodon. Let's put it real, real simple. A little bit of a mobster rant here. Uh, Mastodon is a great, great hardener. Those of you that have been successful, and again, I talk about how we all have slightly different affinities for certain particular drugs and our own favourites, right? Those of you that are kind of in shape already, that want your muscles to be rock hard, and who doesn't want a rock hard set of abs here, guys? Proper six-pack that feels firm like the old-fashioned washboard. You're running your fingers up and down it, and it feels like it's made out of wood when it's properly hard. Mastron is great for that. What it won't do is lean you out if you're fat. And it's kind of pointless having a rock-hard set of abs underneath an inch of blub. No one wants that sort of thing. So, guys, you need to be halfway in shape. Now, Parapharma does, to Steve here, that, and I'll preface this by saying the name that they use, a Masto-P, which is a Mastron propionate, 100 milligrams a mil, and a Masto-E, which is a Mastron inamphate, at 200 milligrams a mil. Again, guys, in shape, dosaging, easy peasy here, Steve. And again, this is my personal choice rather than necessarily the listener's preference. And again, guys, as always, we want to hear what you want, think how you would run these steroids, the cycles that you would do. So, for example, a simplistic way, Steve, just as a weekly, anywhere between 200 and 600 milligrams. I think, again, the sweet spot here would be 300. And I would actually probably stretch it out slightly here, Steve, purely simply because it's less pinning. But if you did it on point, you're probably looking at 125, 150 milligrams every couple of days. I would probably run it every three days, Steve. So it's just two slightly occasionally into three jabs a week to keep it real, real simple. In terms of cycle length, again, I'd actually, do you know what, Steve? I actually might run this as part of a stack because I would do something at the beginning as I start to get in shape and then run master on towards the end. If that was the case, let's put it in, let's put two here together and have it with perhaps Winstroll and then Masteron coming in for the last six to eight weeks. Again, guys, something I want to, uh, another sort of mobsterism, if you like, plan your cycles in advance. Now, you can tweak and adjust as required. What I don't like to see, and it's just one of those overall sort of things for cycles, which I will see this phrase that kind of sort of always makes me think, yeah, what are you doing? And that is when simple said, I'm running X and Y, and I'm thinking of throwing Z in. What do you mean, throwing Z in? Plan your cycle. Now, what happens sometimes, and Steve and I cover this in other shows, you can tweak the dosages a little bit. You can more frequently pin as required. You can, as an example, Steve, uh, I could run, so for example, Dynabol, if I was running Dynabol, and I could go for 30 to 40 to 50 milligrams. I could... You know, I could split it. I could run different dosages. I could double up before I go to the gym. All of that makes sense. What I'm not doing is randomly throwing other drugs or other steroids in there just because, and, and a classic one of this, when people are talking about planning cycles, this is what I have. Well, I don't know what you want, and I would prefer you to have what is exactly required to get the result, the best, the most optimal drugs for your cycle to achieve the result that you're actually after. That's why we always say, what you want to do, what kind of condition, how old are you, and so on and so forth. So like Steve said right at the beginning, an older person with six-pack is more impressive than a younger person. You expect the younger guy to be leaner. So here's that sort of thing again. Master on. Again, as I'll touch on it just to be clear. Start off with, say, the first four or six weeks of wind stroke. 
uh, the doshas that we've already talked about or about to talk about, and then being in the restaurant. Uh, I, and because I'm doing it as a stack here, Steve, I'm going to keep it on the low. So I'm probably going to go 50 to 100 milligrams. If I was running it solo, I might run it slightly higher and I might run it uh, 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 slightly more frequently. What about you? And do you agree with what I said about being in kind of shape already when it comes to restaurant, especially when we're talking about six-pack abs with Parapharma? Well, the problem with 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 not being lean and running master on is what's the point of hardening up muscle? Doesn't matter what your body fat is, you will harden muscle on 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 masteron. But the problem is if you can't see the muscle and it's covered up by fat and covered up by water, because you're too you have too high of a body fat percentage and your diet is shit where you're always retaining water and you have a bloated look. So it's going to suck. You know what I'm saying? So I would recommend running Masteron when you're lower than 11 or 12%. So get as lean as you can. This is one of those that you want to get as lean as you can when it comes to Masteron. And Paraforma has two different Masteron options. They have the Mass P propanate, 100 milligrams. They have the Mass E, 200 milligram a milliliter. So they got you covered on both monsters. So you can pick either one with Masteron, but it's a great one definitely for hardening up the muscle. Once you get those abs being visible, then that's when the Masteron comes in. So it's a beautiful one. So Trenbolone is the king of all steroids. That's the one we're going to talk about now. And Parapharma yeah. definitely has you covered when it comes to Trenbolone. So they've got blends that include Trenbolone, Testosterone, and Masteron. And they have a Trenbolone that you can run um, on their own. So there's a Trend Mix, which is Trend Mix 350. There's a Trenbolone Acetate, which is 100 milligram a milliliter. And there's a Trenbolone Enanthate, 200 milligram a milliliter. So it just depends on what you're trying to do. The Trend Mix that they have is very interesting because it contains 100 milligrams of Trend E and 250 milligrams of Test E. So if you're a good reactor to testosterone, and you just want to throw in a little trend, that would be the one for you. But some of you aren't going to be great at um, cutting on testosterone, but some of you are. Um, I would say maybe 20%, 25% of you will be will run testosterone and cut down on it and be like, wow, this stuff is great for cutting. And then 75, 80% of you will be like, no, I blow it up on testosterone. So, but if you are, you know, if you just want to run testosterone by itself, they have good testosterone options too. They have you covered on that. But when it comes to trend, a dosage of anywhere from 200 up to 400 milligrams a week. And some of you that run trend, you can even have a bad diet, even though I don't recommend doing this, obviously. But even on a bad diet with trend, you'll still cut up and rip up on it. Yeah. It's just amazing. But then when you come off of the trend, guess what happens? You gain everything back. So you see these guys, they've got like avatar pictures of themselves on forums and they have pictures of themselves on Facebook. And then you meet them in real life and they look like shit in real life. Well, what happened was they took those pictures while they're on trend. They were peaking, but because they don't know how to eat, they don't really know how to train. Really, 99% of the time they look like shit, but it's just that 1% of the time where they are on trend in their life. That's where they took the pictures and they want people to think they look like that year round and they don't. So with trend, you know, stick to a, a solid diet. If you eat good on trend, you train your balls off and you yeah. really react well to trend, you can really transform your body. Trend. We've seen some crazy transformations when it comes to using trend. So that's the one that's more advanced for advanced users for sure. Yeah. 
what Bob's words of advice here, guys. There are, and we talked about it earlier on in the show. There's, there are drugs that we like, and there's drugs, especially that we have personal preferences for, because we know how well we respond to them. So, number one, I would never recommend trend for a, a beginner. No. Number two, the better in shape, and it's almost like master in that particular regard, Steve, the better. And that's only because it seems to be more manageable side effects if you're already lean. Number three is there are users out there that put the phrase that they like to use, Steve, is trend is God. Why? Because they just love how they feel. They, they think about, oh, they feel amazing. They're already kind of in shape. They have the genetic ability. They're all good to go on that particular regards. So that's why you're obviously certain users think it's the absolute bee's knees. I know that the strength athletes, I know they love it for the strength, but they hate the side effects. And that's because most strength athletes, even in modern times where we're leaner now than we used to be when we're doing the stuff that you see, crazy weights and throwing stones around, stuff like that on the TV, said to be leaner than they used to be, is still carrying more fat than a typical bodybuilder. And certainly six-pack abs are not super important amongst the strength athletes. So there you go on that particular one. I want to talk about now, Steve, a little bit on training and a little bit on, on nutrition. Right, abs. The number one exercise that everybody seems to do for abs would be crunches. But here's an issue, right, Steve? Then something Steve said earlier on, it's probably the one that burns the most. The problem with, for me with crunches is I want my stomach to be flat. I don't just want those muscles to pop out. And I think crunches are amazing for the muscles to pop out. But I want a flat stomach. Now, I'm a strength guy. So my stomach sticks out, Steve. It's not muck around. I might have big arms, big shoulders, big legs, etc. But my stomach sticks out. If my stomach's flat, the rest of my my, my body pops because I get as like I said, an X frame. If I just bring my stomach down a few inches, and I'm talking about my 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 obliques, the muscles around to the side, everything. If I bring all of that down, I, I look different. I look crazy, crazy different. I actually look stronger, even if I'm not stronger. So having a flat stomach, in my opinion with that visible abs is more important than having what almost happens in some modern bodybuilders, Steve, where the stomach sticks out and yet is ripped the fuck. It's almost bulging out. And that's the reasons to do with diet. It's the reasons to do with growth hormone while you're on cycle, while you're training. But it's also to do with a lot of guys doing that. So my choice would be, for example, leg raises. Now some stuff you can do when you're hanging from the chin bar or the dipping frame. Laying on the floor leg raises. You can do variations on a thing there steve you can also practice vacuums it's another one for great one for bringing the stomach under control and again reducing the size of the waist but again with the leg raises you're also working the muscles that are lower down at the bottom half of the abs what about you steve in terms of abdominal exercises and how you train because i know you've got a way way better stomach six pack etc than i have what have you done and what do you do now steve both in the past and now so the abs are an interesting muscle group in that you can train them daily. They're actually okay to do uh, the calves as well. Although we do use our calves quite a bit. I mean, if you climb, if you walk upstairs, you know, even sitting at your desk, you, you inadvertently are working out your calves a lot, you know, walking into the shower, you're working your calves, you step into the shower, you know? So even walking, you're working your, your calves a lot. So, but the abs are something you can train every day. So, at the end of every workout I do at the gym, I'll get like a 25 pound weight and I'll grab it and I'll go to the sit up bench and I'll do three sets of sit ups to failure. And I'll take about a minute or two in between sets. 
So that's a great way to, to do that. Also pull-ups, when you're doing pull-ups, I'll do some, um, you know, ab exercises with that. Of course, when you're doing squats, box squats, and, and you're working your abs too. So you work your abs, you hit them while you're training a lot of times with compound lifts, especially even deadlifting. You hit, you're supposed to hit your abs, assuming you're using proper form. Deadlifting, really, you hit a bunch of muscles that you wouldn't even think. So really, but I like to exhaust them a lot. So you can really, really hit them hard. So if you're a person who likes to overtrain, then that's that's an option for you. You can actually overtrain your abs and that's okay. The nice thing about the abs is, you know, it's not like doing bicep curls and overtraining bicep curls or overtraining your chest or overtraining your shoulders. Because if you overtrain those, you'll end up with joint problems. You know, if you overtrain your legs, you'll end up with hip problems or knee problems, right? But with the abs, you really won't run into any issues uh, when it comes to overtraining your abs, unless you're pulling a muscle or something like that. Uh, so that definitely, you know, hit, hit the abs, uh, hit the abs hard. You can, there's some people that I know they actually do every day. They'll do like 50 sit-ups first thing in the morning. That'd be the first thing they do. And they have washboard abs. So, and then stomach vacuuming is a really good one too. The stomach vacuuming really, really helps with posture. So it helps Keep that flat, stu a flat stomach while you're walking. Everybody wants to walk around the gym with their chest all puffed out. We see these big perma bulkers. They walk with their chest puffed out. They got no back strength at all. They're, they can't even they can't even row 100 pounds, but they can bench 400. You know, ooh, I'm impressed. But, you know, and then they walk around like the hunchback in Notre Dame in the gym. Well, what about showing off your abs and walk around the gym with a tight stomach? Or showing off a suit with a tight stomach, or showing off, you know, any any outfit, the tight stomach, or having no shirt on, showing a tight stomach. That's more impressive Steve, to me. Steve, I, I I feel like I'm being picked on. <laughs> Although I can row a bit more than hundred pound, guys. I 100% agree with Steve. This is the thing, guys. In fact, let me give you a little bit of the sort of history way back when I first started lifting. I think my thing, I was doing 260. One night I did 267 crunches, hooking my feet under the wardrobe, and I got my brother's account. So I've definitely had, I had four pack way, way, way back in the day. So yeah, Steve's 100% right. I did that shit every night, exactly like Steve said. So yeah, 100%, guys. It's one of those things, funny enough, I would almost, for me, in the stuff that I do, it's almost like a support or what they call an assistant exercise thing, in that you should actually work your abs if you want a stronger lower back, which actually perversely makes you stronger for some of the other things. But, of course, we're talking about six-pack abs here. On that, and as we're coming towards the end of the show, Steve, I, I, the phrase I wrote in my show notes was, and this is a phrase that some of you listeners would have heard before, abs are made in the kitchen. Now, I'm going to get Steve to come in here briefly and talk about fasting as a great way to get into shape real quick. But I want to talk about how super, super important diet is. Talk about fasting first, Steve, before we finish off with, with the rest of the nutrition. Yeah, so let's say you want to get ahead of the curve and get your, your fat-burning turbocharged. you got to be a little uncomfortable, guys. You can't every time I feel like eating something or I get a craving, run to the fridge or run for the pantry and grab food and eat. Because that's what people do all day. And in all evening, they'll do that. And they just spin their wheels. You cannot do this. You have to be a little uncomfortable. You've got to feel hunger. If you're not feeling hunger several times a day, every day, then you're never going to get lean. 
you've got to feel that that hunger pain. That's your body saying, go look for food. That's not your body saying, throw food at, at me. There's a difference. So you got to learn that. So next time you feel a hunger, go for a walk. And then when you get back home, the hunger pain will be gone. What you think is hunger pain will be gone because that's what it is. So I want you to try that. Now with fasting, really easy way to do it, which is not that hard to do, is eat in a time-restricted window. Whether it be a two-hour window, four-hour window, six-hour window, that's fine. And that will allow your insulin levels to stay down so your body's not in fat storage mode all the time. We do, like from the time we get up, we're throwing food at our body and throwing sugar at our body. We have coffee in the morning, we throw sugar, put sugar and cream in the coffee. And then we eat till 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, snacking in front of the TV. When does your insulin levels have a chance to come down? They don't. They stay elevated all time. And insulin is a storage hormone. So that's not good. So that's why you're not able to lose weight. So instead, switch it around and eat in a small window where your insulin levels are elevated. This way, your insulin levels stay down most of the time and your body won't be in storage all the time. And throw in some longer fast, 24-hour fast, 48-hour fast, 36-hour fast. Keep it going. Try five-day fast, six-day fast, you know, but ease into that and start doing that. Once you train your body to not need food all the time, you're going to train your body to use its own body fat for energy instead of using the food you're putting into it for energy. So now some of these steroids we've talked about, you're not going to be able to do a lot of fasting. Trembolone, for example, do not do a lot of fasting on Trembolone. It's not going to, it's not going to work out well for you. But when it comes to other, you know, other steroids, you know, like the, what we talked about, the Anavar and the the Prima Bolin, they work perfect for, um, for, for this sort of thing. So you can definitely do it that way. And then, um, look, fasted cardio, it's used. It doesn't matter if you are just a runner, endurance athlete, or you are a professional bodybuilder who's 300 pounds. Everybody implements fasted cardio out there. It works. The idea yeah. behind fasted cardio is you're using your own body fat stores for energy. So if you wake up in the morning and you eat a big breakfast, then go do cardio, what's your body going to tap into for energy? It's going to tap into that glycogen that you just consumed. It's not going to tap into your own body stores. You see what I'm saying? So it doesn't make any sense. So go and do cardio in the morning fasted. This way your body is forced to attack those fat stores. It will be uncomfortable at first. Because a lot of you are saying, oh, Steve, I can't do that. I get dizzy. I get hypoglycemic if I do that. Like I said, it's going to be a little uncomfortable at first, but you will train your body to learn yes. to do that after two or three weeks. So you've got to push through it and stop being, basically, stop being a pussy. I'll put yeah. it that way. And yeah. just push through it a little bit. And I promise you that once you turn that thing, you'll go. Now, some of you who are on diabetic diabetes medication, it's a different story because you're on yes, diabetes yes. medication. The diabetes medication drops your blood sugar. So you definitely don't want to mess with that. So I'm talking about those of you who are on any type of medication that messes with your blood sugar. You've got to push through it, guys, and be a little stronger. I run into so many people who I tell them, you know, how to lose fat. And they're like, oh, I have to eat all the time. I have to wake up in the morning, have bread and jam. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, 
Did your ancestors 100,000 years ago need to wake up in the morning and throw sugar at their body? No, there wasn't any sugar to throw at their body. The only sugar you could have gotten in the wild honey. was if you found a honeycomb. And in the process, you got stung by like a thousand bees and you probably end up dead <laughs> yeah. from that in the process. So, I mean, our ancestors did not eat the sugar. We eat more sugar now in one day than our ancestors oh, ate in, in years. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Mobster touched on that a little bit, and then uh, take us to the disclaimer. I think it was a good show. Right, and there's a quick one, guys, and this applies to whether you're trying to add muscle and get bigger and 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 uh, stronger, but it also applies when you're looking for those six-pack abs with Parapharma, and that is meal prep. So, for example here, Steve, I, I would change things around here. I would manipulate my carbs here. So, for example, guys, if I was meal prepping for muscle – There'd be some chicken breast. There would be some salmon in there. But there'd probably be a lot more rice and carbs in there. And I would swap that out, for example, with leafy vegetables. And some of the meal prep companies do some amazing stuff. You can do these things yourself. So, again, this is what we're talking about, doing stuff in the kitchen. Something else, again, which actually helps, funny enough, when it comes to appetite, and especially when you're dieting and you're doing your cardio. Hydrate. There's a thing that Steve said actually pausing uh, where – for example, where your stomach sometimes wants to have something in it and literally just having a glass of water will make that that empty feeling disappear for about 30 minutes, which might tide you over to get you through to the next meal. Then there's a there's this huge thing, and it's a prize. I think it's a, a super duper tip here, Steve. There's this massive thing where guys, men, women, focus on what the reason for you doing this thing is. I feel hungry, therefore I should go and have something to eat. No, motherfucker. You're hungry because you want six-pack abs. You want to look good. You want to be lean. Do that whole Rocky vibe with when he's fighting and he has to take that picture from the mirror and screw it up when he's ready to go and kick ass. So you've got a picture of abs as your screensaver on your laptop. You've got it pinned up to the mirror. You've got abs, abs, abs as a note on your bedside table. Whatever it fucking takes, motherfucker. Send yourself a text every day. Set an alarm. And when the alarm finger says it's not an appointment for the doctors, it's six-pack abs time. Do stuff like that because you'll make well, – I've trained for competitions. And when you do these things, you're tired. You're like, oh, God, I feel awful because I'm really pushing the envelope to get into that fucked up, I'm going to kill everybody kind of place and kick ass and win competitions. And I have to remind myself when I feel like that that I have – volunteered to do this it's all on me but no one else needs to be training as hard as me same thing applies guys i'm hungry i need a boob i've got a boo-boo oh i wanted my abs i'm training like this because i want a six-pack abs i'm using parapharma to help you get those six-pack abs i'm hungry because i fucking do fasted cardio i'm hungry because my next meal is not for another 90 minutes i don't care motherfucker get the job done it's on you focus have it in your brain I want to look good on the beach. I need that six-pack abs. It's my reason for getting out of bed in the morning. That's the kind of vibe that you guys need to have. You really, really, really need to have that sort of serious, focused intent to absolutely do your best. And remember, you are going to hit the beach and you are going to be the only one with veins on your abs, the only one that's absolutely properly in shape. I, if you're a guy, I've actually had this on holiday, Steve. How cool would this be where people come up to you, I've this many years ago, come up to you and they'll be like, 
Steve, how did you get them abs? Fucking hell, man, you must train. You must be really... And they're asking you about that. They're asking you about cardio. Now, whether you want to talk about it because you're on holiday or not, I don't know. But how cool would that be or the sacrifices that you've made to get in a shape on point? Amazing, man, especially if you've got those little veins. And again, trust me, the men will ask and the women will look. It is That would be so fucking cool. It makes the sacrifices. It makes the hunger. It makes all of the hard work that you've had to put in to get to that point, to be in amazing shape, worth every minute. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the first amendment.